Hello? Hi. Yo, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? N no, it's a, it's breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Alright. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Independent 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 POV Podcast. I'm your host, B. And our guest is Shamika Michelle. Yes. Like, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm actually tired. I was just looking at the time. Like, it's only 8.30 something. I feel like it's Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then I had to pick my mom from work. I was like, bro, I got to go. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so unprofessional. You got me so unprofessional, Mom. I've never heard of this platform, <laughs> though. It seems pretty easy. I've been thinking about doing a podcast. I used to do, like, a show on uh, YouTube and Facebook a few years ago, and I've been thinking about bringing it back. Yeah. But this looks pretty easy, like something someone like myself who's technically challenged may be able to figure out. Yeah, like I think everybody should get their own podcast. So since the whole podcast commu community is so lucrative now, right? I mean, it makes no sense why you don't have one. <laughs> so I don't. This may not be appropriate for the show, but how does it does it make money or like how does that work? We can talk about that offline if you want to. Oh, we can talk it online if you want. Okay, to. does it? Yeah, like, yeah, I've been making money. It's based on your, you know, your audience. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't made that much decent money, like, the, the type of money that I really want, right. but it's money. I mean, it's like, you have to really be committed. Like, you got to pile, 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 you know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's money. I mean... Okay. Now, what's the difference between, like, this platform and, say, when I see, because this is the first time I've ever had to join um, a podcast like this. So, like, when they maybe call me on my phone or they may be on, I don't know, Apple or something. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the difference? Uh, I haven't been on Apple, but I know they Anchor just teamed up with uh, Spotify. Okay. So I don't know what that type of merging. I mean, because for me, it's like it's like the same thing. So I'm kind of looking for changes, and like I understand it's merged with Spotify, but what exactly would that mean? You know. So I'm still looking into that, but it's just plain on voice, you know. Oh, okay. It's just your voice. It's nothing um, visual, which a visual part would be cool, too. But that's what we got for right now. Oh, okay. Well, I guess and if then, you were doing yeah. something like, or if I were to do something on YouTube, I could hit both markets, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I have to look into more of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, um, Shamika, tell me a little bit about yourself. What exactly would you like to know? <laughs> like, like, you know, where you from? Um, I am. Where? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm from Durham, North Carolina. I am 
a mother of three girls, 15, 17, and 24. Um, I am an author. I wrote a book back in 2016. I'm working on my second one. The first one is called Keep It Naked, A Naked Girl's Guide to Live Life Authentically. It's an aggressive self-help book based on my life experiences. And I talk about everything from relationships, dating to religion, parenting, divorce. And I have a group called the Naked Girls. It's a group of women who have just vowed to live open, honest, and emotionally exposed. And we have a networking site. In 2013, when I launched, it was just a blog site. But then I wanted a little more, which so I changed domain names and went to the Naked Girls opposed to just Naked Girls blog so that I could have a networking site. And so I'm still in the process of building that. I kind of took a little break from it because I got caught up in politics. (laughs) So now I'm trying Mm -hmm. to get back to that or continue to push it the way that I originally wanted to when I first switched it from just a blog site to a networking site. Okay, so where are you politically? Are you left? Are you right? Are you in the middle? Technically, I am unaffiliated, but for the last two, almost three years, I voted right, mainly. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people, you know, I work with the Walk Away campaign, and we've had people ask, well, if we're walking away from the Democrat Party, walk away to what? And for me, it's been... I just want you to walk away or get as far away so that you can see actually what's going on. If you decide that the Democrat Party is where you want to be, do that. If you decide Republican is what you want to do, do that. Or be, you know, independent, libertarian, whatever. I just, you know, know that my entire, well, not my, I haven't been voting my whole life, but I know that my family uh, friends, community where I grew up, we were all predominantly Democrat and it right. seemed that we were just that way simply because we were black. So for me it's right. like I wanted people to actually start paying attention to laws and policies opposed to just voting a right. certain way number one so you could get a sticker and then the same way that maybe your mother or your grandmother voted, like it's time for us to start paying attention, especially, you know, now that I, I have children who, you know, will have to live up under these same policies and laws that's put in place. It's like, at some point I have to start paying attention because I used to be that person that would go to the polls and get the list from, we have a group here called the, committee on black affairs and they would just tell you who to vote for and so i was that person that would go to the polls and just get the list and fill out you know whoever they told me that i needed to vote for without paying attention but what happened i noticed that i think it was during obama's second term i i was starting to wake up a little bit just saying you know Mm-hmm. something's not quite right about this. And I couldn't really figure yeah. out what it was at the time, but I yeah. knew something wasn't right. So when right. it came, uh, when 2016 came around and 
Trump was running and against Hillary, I knew for sure I was not voting for Hillary. But I thought something was wrong with me that I actually like Trump. So I was like, something has to be wrong with me because everybody's saying he's racist. Everybody's saying he's an idiot or he's, you know, not smart. So I'm like, gosh, what's wrong with me? Because I was hearing what he was saying and I was agreeing with it. When I went into the voting booth, I didn't have the guts that I thought I did. So I voted for Jill Stein and I had no idea what her platform was. I hadn't listened to her. I just knew I wasn't voting for Hillary, but I didn't have the guts to vote for Trump because of what everyone was saying. And once I, I started to watch people fall apart. Like I wrote a blog for um, when they did the women's March that January of 2017. And I got a call from the final call and the wall street journal. Like I was so angry at these women having this day without a woman. And I just felt like, why are you white women complaining? Like, what are you complaining about? We are in America. You've had it great. What are you whining about? And so I just realized, (laughs) okay, my point of view is not lining up with the way that I've been voting for all these years. And it wasn't until I started getting put in Facebook jail or they started removing my videos because I was putting videos on Facebook and I'm like why am I constantly getting in trouble like I thought I was saying the right things as far as you know women don't uh, make a lifestyle of living off of welfare because you can survive on welfare but you can't thrive and women stop you know using your children as pawns and co-parent if you can't you know make your relationship work and stop treating men so bad and I put a video up that was saying Father's Day was for men and all hell broke loose and I just could not understand it well in 2018 it kicked me off Facebook and so I start putting my videos on Twitter and I just noticed that everybody that was flocking to me like I could see my following growing from maybe 200 followers to the thousands. And I'm like, well, I've been saying this same thing. Why am I attracting a different type of people? And that's when I realized, oh, I am more conservative. And I had no idea that I was because I just always voted Democrat. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Same here with me. Like, um, I voted uh, Obama twice. Uh, his second term was like, and I'm coming from a church right. background, I, and my grandparents was very red killed, mm-hmm. but they had they voted for him too. Like when it comes to red pill and the Bible, they like, hey, no state they don't believe in same sex right. marriages. Uh, like. Abortions, that's a dead, but we're gonna vote blue. And I kind of like thought of him, and then what he did in his second term, like, doesn't that go against what exactly? Right, right. (laughs) And then when Hillary, you know, started to run, I was like, huh. But then I still ended up voting for Hillary, not because I knew any better, but it was just, you know, everybody just vote, right? You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. But, and then, 
when it came to Trump, it's like I didn't like I knew Trump, but I didn't know Trump was that right. political. Like, like wow, he's very political. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I started, like you said, agreeing what he's saying. I was like, I don't think that's anything racist what he said, or I couldn't judge him even when they try to put him on blast on the audio talking about he grabbing women, uh, you know, right there. So I was like, well, I can't judge him based off of that because as a man, I had locker room talk with my fellas right, too exactly. about grabbing the other sex. <laughs> And then I was like, I thought that just what right. people do, exactly. or people say as males, or males, and or females. and females. Yes. I've been those faces, you know. Right when it's just you and <laughs> like, like when it's just me and the girls. I have a friend that you know we call her a penis watcher, but we use the other word. So she's <laughs> always objectifying me, and so it's like, oh my god, if someone were to ever get hold of the conversations that we have <laughs> right exactly so I totally understood where he was coming from it didn't bother me at all yeah and then like how they presented his message like that those uh, mm-hmm. sound bites and I'm like okay but what the rest did he say it's like you taking what he said but not giving it to me in right. full context and then I had to go back and watch the mm-hmm. whole thing. And what he was saying, he was saying, I was like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and the more I saw the media so, lie about it, the more I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> They're lying. Yeah. And then also with, you know, his, uh, I guess, the stances of mm-hmm. the wall. I kind of right. agree with it. Because, like, I was like, okay, but I know schools that got big gates, and then if you don't have the proper ID, you can't exactly. get through that bit. Or apartments. Right. So, we already living in walls right. as it is. So... <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And the more I saw them fall apart, the more I was just determined yeah. to... I wanted more people to see what I was seeing. And so then I found myself traveling the last few months before the election, going around and speaking and just yeah, really trying that. to, you know, okay. open people's eyes, like do a little bit of research. That's all. Yeah. If you do some research right. and you still say this is the way I'm going to vote, I'm completely fine with that. Like I'm not the one that's going to harass somebody. My issue, though, was that I know so many people that say, I don't get into politics. Well, then how do you know which way to vote if you don't get into it? Get into politics, right. So I'm like, then obviously you are one of these people that are just going to say that you did, but you don't know who you're voting for. Yeah, anything. (laughs) That was a problem for me. And I'm like. At this age, I'm 45. I just, well, I'm 46. I turned 46 Saturday. And it's like, you got, thank you. You have to get to a point where you're actually paying attention to what it, what matters. Yeah. Right. And also, um, how do you feel about, like, his, you know, his 
first four years so far. I mean, with the you know the with the zonings, um, the HBCUs, um, just um, far as black people. Yeah, I was pleased with what he did the first four years. For me, I thought another four years would really uh, put us even put us in an even better position. I don't feel like he got mm-hmm. a chance to complete what he started, but I was pleased as to right. what he did. And what I also liked about him was that he really felt like the people's president. You know, it wasn't he opened the White House so many times to just regular people. He shared his platform yes. so many times with, with just regular people. For him to give Diamond and Silk a platform, it was like, wait a minute, yeah. really? Because they're from North Carolina. And so I just appreciated the fact that it wasn't about celebrities with him. It wasn't constantly just about those that he felt were elite or rich or he opened the people's house to the people. I had a chance to go to the White House, you know, for Black History Month. And then also they invited me to come for his uh, acceptance speech to RNC. And it was just like... How am I there? Yes, a regular person. Like, how did I get here from holding a gun to somebody's head years ago? I mean, but, you know, being that person that no one would think I would be there, yet I was there. And I felt like he, he gave us the biggest opportunity to speak up and speak out about things that concerned us. He listened to regular people. And, right. you know, everybody makes it like, oh, you all are in a cult or you just love Trump. It wasn't just about who he is, like, okay, he's Trump. But it was really about what he did while he was there. And to me, he was our best opportunity to make the real change that we've been marching and singing We Shall Overcome, you know, for for years this to me was just a great opportunity yeah. opportunity for us to see some real change. And so I hate that he didn't get a second term back to back because right. I really felt like we were pushing in the right direction. Yeah. So now that he's not in office, we got mm-hmm. oh, Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> uh, uh he doing a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, his first like days, like he literally did the most executive orders right. in history, and out right. of everybody, like Democrat, Republican, and then turn around saying, "Uh, I I guess he was talking about Trump. He was a, right, a dictator." Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, not even close to what he has going on. Yeah, and then also, what do you feel about the whole uh, the men playing sports with women's sports? That to me is just so... Yeah, and it it bothers (laughs) me. Like, for me, my youngest daughter is 15, 
So I don't really have to yeah. worry about that too much. By the time the schools are saturated with that, she she will have graduated high school and be, you know, gone on. But one day I'll have grandkids, yeah. number one. And then two, I just don't think it's fair. It's even like how when I was out campaigning, I talked a lot about school choice. All three of my kids went to charter schools, K through eighth grade. So for me, I wanted some other parent who didn't want their child going into public school to have the same choice that I did. Although my kids are almost done, I was fighting for something for someone else. And that's how I feel about this whole transgender thing. Like, I think it's ridiculous because men and women are biologically different. For the most part, men are stronger than women. Why would we have them competing or boys with our little girls? It's crazy to me. And it's crazy that anyone would even think that's okay. I cannot wrap my brain around people that are in agreement with this foolishness. Like, because my kids have played sports, I have watched, I've been in, um, I'm sorry, that's a distraction. I'm sorry, I was, my daughter was trying to talk to me at the same time, and I'm like, I don't know what she's saying, and I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm like, that's a distraction. Um, (laughs) I've watched, you know, a lot of boys play sports as well, just being in the same place. You know, the girls may play basketball and then then the boys. And I'm like, there's no way my daughter, who is a basketball player, she's a senior in high school now, would have been able to compete with, with a lot of those boys. Just the games are different. They're rougher, they're faster, they're stronger. I don't... What's going on right now is craziness. Even the whole not wanting to refer to it as breastfeeding, but refer to it as chest feeding. Like, only breasts give milk. Why is that um, even a topic, you know? It just shows how crazy we are. And, like, the state that America is in right now, how is that even a topic? Only breasts can produce milk. I've known that since I was a little girl. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want me to say breast because you want a man to, like, no, that's that's crazy. No, it's breastfeeding. And that's, if you don't have them, if they aren't yours, if they aren't real, they're not producing milk, period. <laughs> right. So... Yeah, I think it's crazy. I I totally, I see Texas is fighting it, and I'm so glad that somebody's standing up to this BS. Right. Um, Now that, like, Mm -hmm. I'm from Georgia, right, and uh, apparently we went Right, that's what they say. Which, (laughs) that's what they say. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I don't think, I'm like, Georgia, I don't, like, look at places like California and New York. Like, do y'all right, want that? Exactly. Like, do y'all want that? Like, we got people out here leaving California and New York. Like, abandoning it. Like, the whole exodus of these big places. And then have the audacity to go to 
come out of blue states and then go into red states and right. try to flip mm-hmm. them exactly. blue. Like how? Like try to make that make sense. It's crazy. <laughs> it makes no. And I don't believe. I mean, I really believe that there was some type of finessing with this election, and the fact that they continue to say yeah. there's no evidence of widespread fraud. Why do you have to keep using the word widespread? Oh, so there was some type of fraud, right. but you just don't believe it was widespread. I just don't. I just don't believe it. Like there is nothing they can say to make me feel like Joe Biden got more votes than Obama and any other president like ever. No. I just don't believe that. <laughs> I heard too many people saying, I'm just not going to vote for president for me to feel like people just lined up, especially black people in these areas like Detroit and Atlanta, like they just came out and voted for Biden. I don't believe that. I just don't. Yeah. I believe they saw election night. Okay. The polls are closed. These people didn't come in to vote or whatever. Let's make it happen. (laughs) <laughs> I just do. There's right. nothing like <laughs> no one can change my mind on that. I believe there was some type of fraud for sure. So um also like the dating space for black people and not just black people but community, especially it just I know it's hitting the white and black community. Of simping only <laughs> fans and guys like a woman can't be uh what's the word of she can't submit mm-hmm. to her husband like like what's your point of view of that I think that I'm very traditional in a lot of ways I was a housewife and my husband mm-hmm. made the money and paid the bills. I took care of the children. Even divorced, he still pays my bills and I take care of the children. And um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, but <laughs> I, I, I truly believe mm-hmm. that we have things a little bit mixed up. I think that a lot of women don't understand mm. what it means to be a help meet. A lot of them put the word together, but in all actuality, especially in the King James Version, they're two separate words, which to me then means that they have two separate de- definitions. You're a help, which means you assist, you support that man. Meet. Meet means to fulfill and satisfy. So I think that if you are a wife and if you desire to be a help meet, you're supposed to be that person that support and assist him and fulfill his desires, meet his requirements. And so um, what was your question again? <laughs> like also with OnlyFans. Submitting, like, that's also. So, yeah, I do feel like women should be able to submit to their husbands. I think that a lot of women beg men to sit at their table only to starve them to death. I see a lot of women talking about being married or wanting to have a wedding, but you don't really see women aspiring to be good wives. So, um, 
I noticed that as a as an older woman and having, you know, my daughter be 25 next month, like I'm watching that. I'm just watching how women chase this dream wedding and wanting to have a man on their arm, but they don't really want to be wives. And I truly believe that if men would raise their standards and wouldn't give time and energy to women that aren't going to make good wives, then women that really aspire to, to, to be better would be better because you would have to reach that standard. You're not going to get a ring or a, a, a trip down the aisle if you aren't worthy of that. So you would be trying to actually meet that standard. Okay. <laughs> so what about the idea of OnlyFans? I'm not on OnlyFans, but I do follow someone. We kind of connected on Twitter, and I see some of the videos she puts on Instagram, and she she's always leading people like, join my OnlyFans. So just from the little teasers she puts on Instagram, I'm like, I can only imagine what OnlyFans is. Um, yeah, I would never be on it. I would not want uh, any of my daughters to be a part of that. And um, I try to look at things from both sides. Like when it comes to the way women are and wanting to sell sex like that's not a new thing or wanting to sell the fantasy of sex that's not a new thing i used to be a stripper in college so i understand that mindset but then i also understand like just like i was a big fan of lil kim lil kim is why we have cardi b and megan and stallion so it's like i'm kind of torn on that because I realized I was able to kind of get myself together, but that doesn't always happen for everybody. And so I don't want little girls looking like that's what I aspire to do or be. Like it makes, when I was coming up, we had people like Thelma from Good Times or, you know, Whitley Gilbert or Denise Huxtable. These were like genuine beauties. Diane Carroll. They were genuine beauties. Now it's like women are getting the fake behinds and all the weave and the breasts. And it's like, okay, if you're just a regular (laughs) old little girl out here, you feel so much pressure to be something that without thousands of dollars to get your body fixed, you probably won't achieve that type of beauty. And so I feel, yeah, it's fake. And it's like, <laughs> I'm so grateful that I didn't grow up in that time frame. And it concerns me that that's now the standard of beauty because it's, it's, it's going to be hard to achieve. It was already hard for somebody like myself looking at people. You know, I grew up during the time frame when light-skinned women were just preferred over dark-skinned women. But at least they were light-skinned women with regular shapes and, like, 
of course, I can have the body of Whitley Gilbert. It's easy. But somebody coming up now, mm -hmm. can you really have the body of Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B without some work done? You know, it's, and you yeah. have these parents who are having these little girls, they come out with nappy hair, but they're looking at the mother like, I need a weave because that's what the mama has. Or I need a face full of makeup because right. that's what the mama has. And I just think that we're putting a lot of beauty standards. We talk about, oh, the European beauty standards were so hard for the black people. Well, what about this, the, the black standards now that we have out? We went from complaining about European beauty standards to making black beauty standards outrageous. Yeah. So, right. It's like you can't win. Like, like you said, like, oh, it's dark right. skin. No, it's light skin. I'm like, for me, right. it's like both y'all black though. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I, I'm. I'm constantly trying to just make sure my daughters feel uh, they have self-esteem and self-worth because none of them have relaxers. They've never gotten relaxers in their hair. They don't wear weaves to try to have straight hair. Thankfully, they love an Afro puff. And if you were to say something, especially to my 15-year-old, about straight hair, she will look at you like you're crazy. Absolutely not. She loves her hair the way that it grows out of her scalp, and I'm thankful for that. All right. So, um, also, um, what about the the emasculation mm. of it's terrible. the men? <laughs> that is like, why is it so mm -hmm. prone for us to be gay. Like, like I think a lot of it is the women in the home now, you know, and people get upset when I say this because a lot of people say, well, it's not just the woman's fault. The man, you know, should be there to be an example. And I agree he should. But men not being in the home is not necessarily new. You know, you think about old days when a man could have two right. families. One on this side of the track, one on the other side of the track. Somehow these women, though, were still able to raise the boys in the home to be men. Now it's like women, I think it's a couple factors that play into that. Number one, you have women who really don't want to be moms or don't want to take that responsive, responsible role. And so they're treating the little boys or the sons in the house like they are the man of the house and so then when you do find a man that would come in and help you raise your child the the son is so disrespectful he don't want to be there that's one thing number two we're babying these kids so much that why should they have to be strong independent outgoing men that mama is there. She she hasn't removed her nipple from their mouth. They're 16, 17, 25. And the mama is still saying, that's my baby. Okay, well, he needs to be somebody's husband. And you <laughs> are ruining that. And, like, the moms are just doing a terrible job. 
they're doing a terrible job. So don't take all of the responsibility from the men because men really need to be careful who they sow their seeds with and, and value themselves a little more and stop just shooting off in every female they can and, and impregnating them. But at the same time, I watched my grandmother raise three boys without my grandfather being in the home and they still were men. You know, they weren't walking around, flitting around, trying to imitate her. Um, But that's also because she didn't have this inflated sense of self where she was walking around, taking selfies and posing in the mirror and dancing provocative in front of them and letting them play with her butt. And I like that. None of that was happening either. You know, she um, (laughs) made sure that they respected her. And even though she wasn't with her husband, my grandfather, he was still a part of their lives, you know, coming to visit or, you know, whatever. I just think women are not doing as good of a job as, You know, it's like men are the thermostat, but the women control the temperature and they're not doing a good job in controlling the temperature of the home. Right. Man, that's so true. So, like, what's, like, this, like, I feel like when you have, having, especially talking to our people and how we vote and like, like they kind of perceive us like as we hate ourselves. You right. Know what I'm saying. It's like we and they, or they say, "Oh, you're all so critical thinkers," but it's like they say we're a critical thinker, but it gets perceived as uh, self hate. That's why I was talking to these black libtards on. Facebook, because every time I get on the post, <laughs> like, three of them jump, right. jump on me. I'm like, okay, three of them, like, okay. Like, I feel like Trump debating Biden and the first, <laughs> his first debate to Biden, but, um, you know, Trump and Biden, and who was that Fox guy on Fox? Oh, that was the moderator? Um, yeah. He I was can't a, think of a name, moderator. I can see it. Yeah. Right, like two on one, <laughs> the moderator right. want to be president too. I <laughs> and it's like they were saying, like I don't get this fake critical thinking or this, you know, this self hate talk. I'm like, it's not safe talk. It's like right. literally right in They're your lost, face. You, you know, know what I'm saying? And- I mean, so (laughs) there's a scripture in the Bible that says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Look at the other unstable ways that they have. You got men uh, wanting to be women. You have women that are so masculine out here running around talking about, I'm a savage. No, you're not. Sit down. The Bible says that you're the weaker vessel. So for you to be out here acting like you can do exactly what a man can do, you can't. So, like... I think them being lost on the political aspect of things is not really a surprise because I'm looking at their lives in other areas and they suck. You know, they 
they suck. They have no idea who they are. So of course they want to say that we are self-hating when as a woman, you don't know what role you're supposed to play or who you are. Of course, you're going to be lost in politics. If you're a man and you let a woman talk to you any kind of way, of course, you're going to be lost when it comes to politics. You know, you have women out here getting their makeup tips from men who want to be women. Like, how much more lost can you get? You know, you're out here doing all this contouring. They're having to do that because they're hiding a five o'clock shadow. Yet you're taking makeup tips from them and like they're just lost. So when they come at me, you know, when they have the guts, it's not often to say stuff like that. Like I just look at like they're lost all the way around, period. So politics right. is just an aspect of that, but they're lost in so many more areas of their lives. Right. Also, like, what do you think not having Angel Mama? On yeah, that the, was so dumb to Mama me. I, I was in, like, I remember when they finished <laughs> it the first time, or like back in '88, '89, or something. I was in high school, and so I can remember it being a big deal, and they changing it from the, and I remember them changing it from the woman with this, you know scarf on her head or whatever to the lady that they have now and I thought okay that was an effort to make her more modern make her look more classic and no big deal here we come again almost 30 years later bringing this up like for what and why and it just it makes me mad because Again, I remember that happening in 88, 89. If it was such a big deal, why don't we have a black syrup company by now? You know what I mean? If it was such a big deal, then why didn't right. y'all put out something that could, pe could compete with Aunt Jemima? Instead, you just waited 30 more years to now make another right. complaint or pull her off. But you still don't have something that can compete with ancient Mima. Like you had 30 years to come up with a better syrup to put the, whatever face you wanted to have on it and say, hey, we don't want you buying that syrup because, but here's your alternative. No, you just want to pull that off for what? It's symbolic and we still don't have anything. Right. So here it is. They're still marketing this as, oh, it's the same recipe. If you really, really liked it, you're going to buy it regardless of what's on the front of it. Because it's the same syrup. And black people right. still, you don't have anything. Right. But you can say, oh, we got the picture off. You still broke. It's like with the $20 bill. Y'all want Harriet Tubman on the $20 right. bill. What difference does it make if those bills are not in your account? You sound dumb. Right. Or the, it's the just fact like we, we argue yeah. about the dumbest things and we're always talking about systemic racism. Well, tell me what exactly is it that you want changed? What systems do you want to be fixed and what things in those systems do you want to see different? If you can't pinpoint some things, stop saying it just so you can sound intelligent because you 
don't sound intelligent. You sound stupid. We've been running around the same tree for 60 years. When are we really going to change? When are we really going to get real tangible things that we can say, okay, this changed and this is how it benefited the black community if you can't say that shut up like we see what the, the happened with the hbcus that was a real change that's a real benefit revitalization zones or whatever that was a real benefit for us and then like this came from like i guess this woman was like I guess she was a singer, but she was like, mm-hmm. I, like I guess she's a half breed, like super red. And it's it's funny how a half breed had to say something. Oh, they get on my nerves. Like, they get yeah, on my nerves yeah, the most yeah. because you and know I'm what like, they and they're tired because it's like they gotta prove that they're <laughs> black, right? Somebody like myself, I don't have to prove it, right? <laughs> And with the accent too, I don't know if that's how she yeah, like, talks like that. Yeah, like it's on my last nerve. It's always on. them. It's all like Colin Kaepernick. Boy, why are you wearing this fake afro? Because you know, if I were to hold you up under a, a some running water, your hair would be curly, silky smooth, whatever. You you don't have an afro. Stop pretending. Um, the the boy that does the Daily Show. What's right. his name? Um, that's supposed to be funny, but he's not. Trevor, Trevor Noah. Like, boy, what are you growing that little afro out for? You don't (laughs) have an afro. Stop it. And it's always them that feel they have to go above and beyond to prove that they're black. I don't feel like I have to do that because my mirror tells me I'm black every day. I, You know, and I lay out in the sun in the summer to get even blacker. I'm proud to be the color that I am. But I don't have to uh, announce it every five minutes. Like, I am who I am. Right. And then the, oh even God. the NASCAR driver, told me that was a noose. Right. Like, dude, that is Sit a down, pulley bubble. to your garage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's, to like, me, it's man. the whole... Um, it's just like I don't like white people to say, like somebody said to me, and by the way, I think your life matters. I know that. I I don't need you to tell me that. That didn't make my yeah. day. That didn't I didn't wake up today feeling sad and then when you said that to me, it was like, Oh, I matter. I know I matter. If you don't get out my face with that BS, like I can't stand that type of stuff. I don't I don't need your validation right. to know that my life matters. Now, what you can do, if you feel like you can open doors that I can't open, open the door, but let me walk through it. I don't need you to walk through it and speak for me. I can speak for myself. I have my own mind. I can put my own sentences together and tell my own thoughts. I don't need you talking for me. That's what I liked about Brandon with the walkaway campaign. When I say, okay, I have something to say, pass me the mic. He passed me the mic. It wasn't him trying to speak for me as a black woman. It was him saying, okay, I have this platform. Speak for yourself. That's what I appreciated. Right. And then, okay, what about your girl? Well, I don't know if she's your girl, but uh, Candace Candace Owens, you know, 
She said she made she loved this country, may run for president twenty twenty four. You're breaking up now, I think. What's your POV? It's it's like a little staticky. Oh, you hear I me? I think it's because you brought up Candace Owens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's still static. Yeah, I swear. she said I'm she's running for. Okay. Um, I can't hear but you. Did you hear what I said about I Candace Owens? Um, I, what I'm saying is Candace. You. 2024 and I'm serious, president. I'm not trying to be funny. Some I don't know if you shifted. Okay, I can hear you now. Oh, for real? Okay. I said Candace Owens for 2024. Um, I mean, what's your what's your point of view? I think Candace is very smart. I think she's a very well put together, intelligent woman. I don't know if I feel like she's qualified to be president just yet. Like, I think there are people in the Republican Party that would be better suited for that, for a president in 2024 above her. Not saying she should never run. I just don't think it's time. First of all, in 2024, she'll have a baby that's not even four years old yet you're a mother be a mama you know what i mean if you wanted to just pursue the political thing um because for me those years are so important again i told you i was a housewife so i think those years are important i don't think that should be a job left to a nanny i think that should be a job for a mom you're not going to do that well uh, trying to be president right. with the little child, you go, something's going to fail. Either it's you being president or it's going to be you as a mother. And it's not worth you failing as a mother and a wife. These are choices that you made. Do that first. Maybe she wants to run uh, down the line, then that's right. fine. But I don't think she should run right now. I think there are other candidates that would be better suited for this. And somebody may say that's sexist. Men do it all the time. Well, too bad. You know? (laughs) So I just think right now she should focus (laughs) on being a wife and a mom. Yeah, me is about policy and legislation. You know? My thing with me, with her, is like, I need to know right. about your policy and legislation. What is your policies? Because we got a lot of people, both on the left and the right, that are very, you know, right. got good vibes, but their policies suck. So, and like, what are your thoughts as far as guns? Now, I do understand when they talk about doing background checks, but I'm... I don't quite know how that works because right. then when you get into saying who qualifies for a gun, you know, it, it may be a lot of people who you, people may feel don't qualify. But I do know some people myself that I'm like, I don't know if you need a gun. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I, I definitely support guns but you know to me there needs to be something done because it is some people running around here armed and dangerous simply because of their mental state 
I know some myself. <laughs> yeah. All right. And also, um, what do you think about third party? Um, boy is libertarian. I think at some point we have to, it's worth a try. You know, although they always say, oh, it's going to split the vote mm-hmm. or, you know, well, are we just going to continue to let it only be two parties or are we going to stop letting either Republican or Democrats control everything all the time? And because I, and I say that based on what I've seen lately, just the way I've seen these Republicans act like they were so pro-Trump and act like they was just so pro-whatever he was pushing to just flip. As soon as they realized there was nothing going to be overturned, nothing was going to be done about the election, they really, like, who is Trump? We don't know. Like, they just really flipped. And so it's like, I don't like the way they get away with that stuff. So I, of course, I wouldn't want to split the Republican vote right now because I wouldn't want the Democrats to remain in charge, but I just feel like at some point they have to be held and and feel some type of pressure to know that there is a third party that could give them a run for their money. So, Yeah. yeah, I'm just going with the flow again. I'm technically unaffiliated, so I got a lot to say, and I haven't even committed to one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, what about uh, your viewpoint on it's terrible. Because, man. Gosh, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> like Bruh? I said, I was kicked off Facebook in 2018 and it was like I every time I would go to Facebook jail I'm like y'all don't see what's happening but nobody cared really you know I'm just this little person nobody cares and I lost my Twitter account from uh right after the election until January right after um the Capitol riots, I think they said, let's give her her Twitter account back and let's see if we can catch her up in some BS. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's terrible. I think it's really, really bad. You know, if people were out here yeah. saying, hey, go murder this person, then of course they should be censored. But just for having a different thought I don't understand why people just, you know, if I don't want to hear somebody's point of view, I don't follow them. I don't click on their page. I don't look to see what type of content they have up. I don't understand why that's so hard. I feel like put, let people put the information out there and let people choose what they want to hear, what they want to believe, what they want to follow. Um, you know, I this what I'm seeing is so crazy. You not you can't get a job if you have a certain point of view or you'll get fired. You you know 
it's it's really bad. It's really right. bad. Um. Oh gosh, it's. Right, with, with Gina Carano, I mean, I kind of disagree with what she said, but like for me, I I would like if I was like her in her space and told her like whether she should post that, I would have been like, nah. And how to like just the fact that you on Star Wars and and you're a right winger and um that's pretty much a big W as it is, knowing that they have to watch a right a, I mean I guess she's right leaning um on the show that these liberals right. have to watch every day. And then she was getting her own show. Yeah, it's it's bad. That's so why I can't I like, see myself really. People say, "Why don't you run that, for something?" And I'm like, "Eh, I kind of like being able to say whatever I want to say and not having to worry about apologizing for it." Like, I don't, I don't want that pressure because I'm very stubborn, and you know, I would be that person. Maybe I'm homeless, but hey, I stuck to what stuck to my guns. I wouldn't want that, you know. But I, I just don't like where we are as a country, the way everything is being censored. You know, when you had these doctors, even when it came to COVID, you know, you had real medical doctors who were being removed from social media. Why? They they went to school. They did research, too. They should be able to put their opinion out there. But it's because they wanted us to all have this certain type of thinking when it came to coronavirus. And I lost family members. I lost two. So it it wasn't that I thought it was a hoax, but I wasn't. First of all, they both had uh, underlying illnesses. That's number one. And then number two, I just still wasn't going to live my life in fear. And so I just don't like the way that they want every, want right. everybody to be afraid. They still do. And so they're removing alternative information mm-hmm. because it doesn't line up with what they want to push on us. I don't like that. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. I'm like, whoa, man. It's bad. Like, like, yeah, it's like, like Twitter literally dictates whether you're going to have a job or not. Right. It's crazy. I might as well apply for Twitter. (laughs) Well, JLB. So, um, that's all I got. Right now, okay, just let me know when. Now again. I know how I, you know, depending on how much st- space I have on my phone, I might get rid of this app. But I think I'm gonna look around on it to see what I can do for myself. So thank you for introducing it to me. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, for for you guys tuning in, make sure you follow her on Twitter. Yeah, Shamika Michelle uh, or Twitter, the Naked uh, Girls Shemika. and Girls is with a Z on everything. The Naked Girls dot com, the Naked Girls on Twitter and Instagram. But if you don't use a Z, I cannot 
promise you what you will find. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, guys. We out. And next, and always. Yo, what's going on, guys? You Bobby Spellman. I know it's been a minute. <laughs> been working school. That's all I can say. But I'm doing better. Um, today's topic is Gen Z's tries to cancel offensive Eminem, but millennials push back. This article is coming from New York Post. Um, it says, now young people think the older folks' music is offensive. An attempt by Generation Z haters to cancel Eminem over controversial lyrics has been shot down by millennials who feel that youngsters were talking out talk, talking out of school. Videos defending Slim Shady, whose real name is Marshall Matters, are taking social media by storm. The controversy kicked off in February when a Zoomer or GZ member posted a TikTok clip condemning the rapper's 2010 hit Love the Way You Lie featuring Rihanna for reportedly glorifying violence against women. They highlight in, in the verse, if she ever tries to effing leave, I'm going to tear her up in the bed and set this house on fire. The haters on camera this caused 30-somethings to, in the words of Eminem's song title, just lose it. As many Elm grew up at 48-year-old Detroit native tunes. In the most viral clip, with uh, 5.6 million, Eminem diehard defends the real Slim Shady singer in the rap beauty set. The forgot about Dre B. Listen, these little kitties, let me make this quite clear. This man was around before you were here. She spits, adding that modern rappers mumble glibberish. The number ends with. This lyrical coup degrades one day you'll grow up and see how everyone went and forgot about Z. Another inspired TikTok sketch despite an Eminem loving millennial having mock argument with himself as Gen Zer who says, We gotta cancel Eminem. The millennial responds, Why? and then asks by his offended younger. Doppelganger, have you heard his lyrics? The creator back to playing his millennial fireball drinking self response heard him. I was raised screaming them all through grade school. Undated, the Zoomer says the lyrics are full of hate to which the millennial clap back. So it's my angsty little teenage soul. But look at me now. I tuned out fine. <laughs> turned out fine. Other Slim Shady Star Wars pointed out that the love the way you glide and team compared to some of the Grammy winners older hits such as Superman and Guilty's Conscious, the latter despiting a man murdering his cheating wife and love and her lover. In addition, Rihanna has said herself that the Stan rapper's aforementioned verse was actually a condemnation and not a celebration of domestic abuse. For now, it appears Eminem is safe for the social media 
guillotine, especially since, as one Twitter user noted, more powerful people have tried and failed to cancel the hip-hop icon, including two U.S. presidents. They were likely referencing former commanders-in-chief George Bush and Donald Trump, both of whom the rapper was skewered in song. Matthews had yet to weigh in the intergenerational rap battle. Okay, here's my thing, guys. Like, do you know most of these, like, Ice-T and N.W.A. and Easy e and all these Biggie, Tupac, like, most of y'all were literally born from these songs. I hope y'all know that. <laughs> and, like, I think, like, this is for my, like, this is a theory. They're trying to cancel rap music all completely if they go along with these. Especially with these gene, these, uh, zombie Generation Z people. Like, they're gonna mess around and just cancel all hip-hop. Another outlet for black people to listen to. I mean, that's what they trying to do. They cancel from hip-hop from other countries, too. But this is enough of a forward guillotine for hip-hop culture in general. And, um, it's gonna get bad. Because these, uh, new generation don't know anything. I'm uh, pretty sure there's gonna be a Eminem in your version. Uh, that's gonna be rapping pretty much the same thing. So... It's like, this whole cancel culture is draining, and it needs to stop. They, these people need to grow up, have a life, and just live life. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing, like, nothing evolves around you people. Especially when, um, G, Zender, G, the uh, Generation Z people. And I gotta blame that from this uh, toxic um, place where people, I mean, I understand people should have their own opinion, but the victimization in America is basically too rampant in America right now. It's very too. It's, it's just too rampant, and it's it's going up to a point where they don't try to cancel like hip hop, damn pop music, and then this and you can't do that. And um, I feel like I'm glad that the millennials, my generation, stood in defense of Eminem, regardless of his um uh, political views and everything, but. This is where we at, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, but this is my two cents, and um, until next time, guys, be amazing and stay prayed up, <laughs> cause we gonna need it.